This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Freaking headphones. No! These, these headphones? <laughs> I mean, haven't you gotten beeped in your ears enough to not no, let it, it bother you anymore? It's pain. It's utter pain. Just all you gotta do is become <clears throat> deaf, and then it's not pain. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? Or just about. be a man. You know, <clears throat> right? You know, there's another man thing. up a little bit. There's another little, way to go. Just, a little. just be it? a man. Uh, man up. Yeah, no, extreme mm-hmm. ear pain is what defines manhood. Yeah, that's one of the things. Is one it? Of the extreme things. ear pain is... One of many. Man up, deal with it. Yeah, mm. you know, there's that way to go. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what else would help you is uh, given the results of another national poll. Oh, I love national polls. I know you do. Let's see what this one is. Which <laughs> great candidate is going to be leading this oh, time? Man. I can't wait I to hope, find out. I hope, I hope, Whatever result mm, this is, is going to be good. I, I guarantee hope it's, it. Mm, Somebody oh, oh. really good. Jill Stein only at 3%. Oh, oh I don't like her. I don't like her either. Uh, Gary Johnson at 11%. I don't like him. I'm not a fan of his either. How much? 11? Uh, 11%. That's okay. a good showing for him, actually. It is, yeah. Uh, this is Fairly Dickinson, by the way. Um, uh, their poll. Uh, Donald Trump, 36%. Yeah, I don't like him. I don't like him either. Hillary Clinton, 45%. I really don't, don't like her. don't like her either. Yeah. So that's a 45-36 advantage for... Uh, 45. Oof. Nine points now? A lot of these are coming out now. I mean, it, look, I think Nine this thing points? ebbs and flows. That's like the Kondraki of wave. Uh, <laughs> right. Ebbs and flows. I like Glenda. You're <laughs> yeah. making fun of Glenda today on this because he, when he's like, I, I'll make it relatable. I'll just talk about it in the in the context of the Kondraki of wave. <laughs> okay. I'm like, Glenn. Yeah, that's... <laughs> only you... Even Kondrakian doesn't know what the Kondrakian wave is. Uh, only you do. But it's, you know, just it ebbs and flows, right? I mean, like, it, mm-hmm. and so right now, this is a low point for Donald Trump. I expect he will bounce back and make another run at this. Yeah, But probably. right now, we're at the period almost... Maybe even a couple. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, almost as bad as af- immediately after the uh, conventions um, uh, happened. And, he and better Clinton. do well in the debate if he wants to narrow this gap. He needs if, to turn this around. If he has another uh, performance like the first one, yeah. it'll, it'll get worse. And here's the difference between the last one and this one. Uh, the, or the last you know, disaster for Hillary Clinton and uh-huh. uh, for Donald Trump in this one. Um, this time, people are actually voting. Like Currently, right now, people are voting early. Oh, now. that's right. So the, we're that's locking right. in some of these uh, It has started debacles. in some places. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the calendar in front wow. of me. I think North Carolina is one of the states that starts really early, and that's one of the states he absolutely it's too cannot. Too early. Lose. There's too much that can happen in oh, yeah, the meantime. It's, it's you know, why? I mean, like, why uh, are that that far out? I generally agree 
with the concept of early voting, because mm-hmm. I don't think it necessarily should be if you ha- only if you can make it to the polls that day. There, are th- I mean, I know this as a person who has l- worked in an industry for a long time in which I'm almost always on election day locked up in a room covering an election. So I can't even get to the polls. If you can't do it in a week, though, a week, come on now. Come two on. weeks? I think two weeks is rational. And a lot of these places have Saturdays available. Uh, you can yeah. go on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, come on. Yeah, but two- a month is just ridiculous. And it's more than a month in some places. Um, uh, I mean, they really start. It's and good. it's early and earlier. That's good. In 2012, they believe about 35% of all votes cast were cast early. Really? 35%. Wow. It's a large number. So, I mean, if you're thinking now, let's say in the next week, it takes Donald Trump, he goes to the end of this week, and then it takes another week to turn it around to get back to even. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, which would be, uh, by the way, an incredible uh, two-week run for Donald Trump from where he is right now. If that happens, you would say probably, let's say a low number, 10% of all votes mm-hmm. will have been cast. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, you know, 15. Maybe it's 5. But let's say 10% of all votes. If 10% of the votes ha- get cast in an environment where Donald Trump is down 9 points, he's in serious trouble. Because he not only has to win the rest of the uh, voters, he has to win them, plus make up the nine percent of that that he that he already lost. Can we also mention that the other candidates in this race, of, in this binary choice, the the people who are rejecting that and saying no, I like Gary Johnson better or I like Jill Stein better, is helping Trump. Yep. Not Hillary. Yep. So don't tell me that if I don't vote for Trump, it's a vote for Hillary because the votes uh, for somebody else are actually helping Donald Trump right now. They're actually helping. He's down by 10 in a two-person matchup in a head-to-head. 50 to 40, he's down by 9 uh, in the four-person race. Don't don't tell me yeah. that that it's a binary choice, and that's bad, by the way, for um, uh, for Trump because really bad. usually as you get closer to an election, it happens almost every single election with third party candidates, they phase out. Now Johnson mm-hmm. has held. Stein is a normal third party candidate. She's she ran in 2012 as well and got less than one percent. I will be. I would not be at all surprised if that's where she ends up again. Less than one percent. She is a normal third-party candidate has no real impact. Gary Johnson's different. Gary Johnson uh, is running as libertarian. He's getting seven. He's been at consistently seven, eight, nine percent for months and months and months and months and months, which is very abnormal for a third-party candidate. His mm-hmm. his um, uh, percentages still, though, have been dropping recently. Now, a big chunk of that is because he's terrible. Um, yeah, if at, he was a good libertarian, he'd be at 20, 25 percent. You know, he'd have to be right I, I, now. You have wonder. You wonder. I, I mean, I, you'd think a guy, He's you know, just Austin awful. Peterson is the one that was available. Oh, man. If Austin Peterson was in this race right now, I think he might very well get into might it. Might be hurt because he was so young. So I mean, young, he's yeah. literally 35. 35. He's right at the minimum mark. And people, that might have off-put some people. Well, let's just, just throw out a, a crazy, you know, mm. uh, candidate who's obviously not right. John Stossel. Yeah. You take John Stossel right now, and he's the libertarian nominee. Judge Napolitano. Judge Napolitano. Somebody, like some, somebody with some media experience. Yeah. Uh, Matt Welch, for reason. One of these guys that, that like can right. go on TV and argue their points. Um, even, he, well, I mean, even you go back to Ron Paul. Uh, yeah. Or Rand. 
I if mean, Rand, Rand, if Rand had saved would, himself for the Libertarian Party, yeah. Oh my God! I think Rand Paul very he well might, win. might be winning the election right now. He might. If he was running, I wonder as a if he's. Cons- I wonder if Rand is considered. We haven't talked to him in a while, but I wonder if. And, and I, I hope he's not pissed at us because we went with uh, Ted Cruz instead. Said, but we, him, oh, I mean, but, no, I don't think so. But, we like Rand Paul. I mean, we've liked him the whole time. Yeah. Can, can you imagine? I wonder if that's crossed his mind. You know, I'm sure I could be winning this thing. He could be. He could be. He, I mean, you know, he, and people are like, well, he didn't even beat Donald Trump. But remember, he would be pulling from a totally different uh, yeah. voter base. He would yep. be voting from uh, people who didn't like Clinton's, Clinton that were Democrats. Uh-huh. He'd be voting from ind- uh, pulling from independents more than he did in the primaries. Um, and, you know, there was a 16-person race. This would be a three-person race. I'm not saying it would still be an uphill battle because anytime you're a third-party candidate, you have all sorts of walls that uh, sec- you know, first- and second-party candidates Once he have. got in the debate, though, yeah. he, he would crush both of these boneheads. Both of them. I <laughs> just, ah, uh, it would have been nice. But uh, again, that's another fantasy land. It's yeah, like, it's fantasy land. It's like people would eat, used to call uh, sports stations like the fan in New York and say, hey, uh, uh, Bob, what, what if, what if you had Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and Alex Rodriguez all together? You think the White Yankees would win the title? <laughs> Um, um, it doesn't really matter because that can't happen. Um, but yes, most they, of those people <laughs> are dead. But yes, yes I, I, I think they would. So it doesn't matter because it, it can't happen and it isn't happening. I just I dream about it. It's my fantasy right now. Rand Paul running as a libertarian. Boy, that, what if the Yankees? What if the Yankees traded uh, an unknown single A prospect that they were about to release because they're going to release him anyway? Right. And in return, they got Jose Bautista, uh, <laughs> Edwin Encarnacion, and Josh Donaldson. All three of them. All for three a, of them for a uh, rookie league prospect. Yeah, but and they, but the good thing is they're not going to lose anything because they were going to release him tomorrow anyway. <laughs> Wait, okay, thank you. for I calling. think that might be pretty good. But <laughs> bye bye now. A pretty good call in some of those sports stations. Uh, <laughs> but it happens. That's the quality and, and of call you get, though. And that's, that's where we are. That is where we are. So this is interesting because I was I asked this question in the phone cave yesterday, or t- earlier today, with the uh, with, with some of the producers. I am actually in a really interesting, there's a really interesting election race to me going on right now, which is who's going to get my vote. I am this close, I've never been an undecided voter this close to an election before. Yeah, me neither. I really still, to this moment, don't know who I'm voting for. I know it's not Clinton, and I know it's not Trump. 100% certainty it is not either of those two. Um, But who do you vote for? Because you got the only person who even mildly be considered that's actually on the ballot in Texas is Gary Johnson. And Gary Johnson has all sorts of problems we've covered a million times. Um, I actually, uh, I want to give one more chance to Gary Johnson in my mind. And I know Gary Johnson doesn't care about this at all. This is all from, it's on my own personal exercise here. I give him one more opportunity. I would like to ask him a bunch of questions from a conservative to Gary Johnson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so I'm, I'm working that up. And then we're going to submit it to the campaign and see if they'll answer it. Because I would like to see how they get around some of these questions that we have problems with, that we've discussed a million times. One more. Maybe he's just so bad on television, he doesn't express these things well or something. Mm-hmm. So give him a chance in writing to do this. But uh, So we're going to do that in the next couple of weeks. Some, uh, but, something else we're going to do is talk to Evan McMullen. Yep, I, I, yep. I keep seeing on my Facebook post and emails and whatever. You got to talk to Evan. Well, we have talked to Evan McMullen, yeah. I think twice on this show. 
and, and at least once, once on radio. radio. And we're going to do it again. And uh, we're going to do it again. Yep. So we are giving Evan McMullen a full hearing. So and, Evan McMullen's in the running for me. Yeah. Gary Johnson's in the running for me, although he's really, I'm having a tough time. Daryl Castle, who also we're trying to get on again, is Darryl in the running Castle. for me. Those are the three. It should not be difficult to get these people on here. Daryl Castle should have a tent out in front of our studios. Should. Just, should. just coming on, just waiting as we walk in. Hey, guys, can I come on today? Can I come on today? No? Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll be here. If you need me, I'll be in this tent. He should. He should be in our parking I, lot it, 24 hours a day. It's seriously inexcusable that he's right. not. Right, and so him. I'm like, the other day, I, as I said to our producers, hey, let's get Daryl Castle on again. You know, we had a good mm-hmm. conversation with him uh, uh, on this show, and, and we talked to him on radio as well. Uh, I'd like to get another word from him, because he's, he's in the picture for me to vote for, because I'm trying to figure out who the hell to vote for. Yeah. And, what and he is by far, I mean by far, it's not even close, the most conservative candidate in this race. By far. I think I... I guess that's probably By true. Far. I mean, so there's a anyway. So there's no doubt in my mind anyway that right. he is he is the closest Castle. to yeah, yeah the closest to to everything I believe in of, of anybody in this race and and the only reason to doubt is his age and whether or not he's a conspiracy theorist and I, that's probably pissing him off and that's maybe why he's not coming on I I don't know I don't know but I mean again but he denied it no, so I'm okay with it he's getting no attention in this race at all zero he's, if you don't know who nobody he is, even by the brings way. him up yeah, he's we, the constitution he doesn't candidate. get cold he's the constitution party candidate and and, and this is a, a candidate who will be on the ballot in 30 plus states so it's not like okay he's some crazy write in now in in Texas he is just a write in as is Evan McMullen mm-hmm. um, both of which I think you know, are, have good qualities. You know, like where Castle is, is sort of that like, you know, he's been in a third party for a long time, one of the founding members of the Constitution Party. Um, he kind of comes from that perspective. He, you know, comes at a, for, you know, he's trying to be a principled guy. Evan McMullen is a guy who's worked with Republicans for a long time. He's a smart guy. He's got a, a great resume as far as, you know, uh, you know, he, educational. He was uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, he was, uh, he worked in finance. He's worked in the CIA. He's worked in policy before. He has a lot of sort of more traditional um, uh, niceties that you'd want from a candidate. And he seems like a smart guy, seems like a good, normal guy, which is uh, freaking rare these days. Um, and while he's, and as we said this before, he's running sort of as, you know, uh, the Republican House. Like, he's more conservative than the Republican Senate. He's mm-hmm. more certainly more conservative than any of the two top candidates. But he's probably not as conservative as Daryl Castle, uh, as he's talked about some of his, uh, yeah, some of his approaches. Though I would say the majority of the policies we discussed with him were pretty good. There were a couple, eh, you know, question marks, which is a good reason to have him mm-hmm. back on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had a couple things where we were like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. We didn't have much of that with Daryl Castle. Daryl Castle was more of like, well, is he a kind of a, um, you know, and this is, this is not to insult the guy because he, you know, I mean, he's doing more than I am as far as running for president, certainly, and, and has been around these things for a long time. But sometimes you get these third-party candidates, and they're just like kind of eh, questionable. They get a little bit oddball sometimes. Sometimes they're conspiracy theorists. Sometimes they have kind of weird views that you, you can't really stick right. with. Right. Um, do we have an update here, Keith? <laughs> Keith seems to be walking out of the set, so I assume it's something related. It's an the Atlanta movie. Falcons have released what? No, I'm not kidding. Um, uh Oh, <laughs> this is an email I sent to Keith. Shall we, shall we follow through? I, this is, uh, I, I told him if I considered Gary Johnson again, he should punch me. 
Um, and I sent this uh, on August 31st. Keith, Keith, you most definitely need to follow through on that. That would be wrong of you not to follow through on an email sent directly yeah. from Stu to yeah. you on an action he wanted you to Keith, do. Keith, come over here and hit him. I, I did say Come over here. Come over here now and hit him. Cat. This is an election year where people aren't following through on their word. I know. So we got to hold people, everybody, to the fire. Yes. Hold his feet just, to the fire. I said, please. Come over here and hit him. Hit him. Please punch me. All right. Punch him. I, Get over Keith. here. In the arm. Malinak. Please. It has to be nice in the arm. It doesn't have to be hard. Just, you know. Oh, yes, it does. It, it's, no, it's I not, said please. Remember, not even a punch. I even said please. Remember it's what a winery a, is. You can't even take a little feedback. It's not so. even a punch if, you, if it doesn't hurt. What do you mean I can't take? What is it? Hit him. I can't take what? Hit him. I feel like this year Oh, sucks. come on. 2016, what? man. Oh, 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 oh my gosh! I'll Do we have right nothing but think. sissies working here? Wow! I mean, Jeffy, I mean, give me my proxy. That was pathetic. You couldn't even hit him in the shoulder. All right. I mean, I, I did ask. Not a fighter, Pat. You did ask. I did ask. Our friends at My Patriot Supply have your back. If you if you ask them to punch you. I think they would. Yes, wow. they must, I think Matt they would. That sort of would. dedication. Huh? If you beg him, if you say, "Look, Matt, if if I don't get prepared like I said I was going to, I want you to hit me." I think he might do it. That's really nice of him. Yes, um, it's beautiful. Now, if I were to hit someone, obviously the pain would be so utterly devastating no, that uh, yeah. they may be cooped up in the house for say four weeks, uh, and you need some food for that time. You're not going to be able to get mm-hmm. out. That's you're not getting out of bed. That's for sure. So that's why, luckily, there's a four-week food supply for only $99. Not exactly the advertised use, typically, uh, but my Patriot Supply, I think, understands this. The I think food, they do. The food lasts for 25 years, which is a good thing, because you might be in bed for 25 years. What if I open it? Does it get really bad really fast? No, uh, yeah, a whole year. It. you got a whole year. Oh, wow. Uh, it's actually it's pretty really amazing. Um, they, they, look, they it take this amazing. stuff seriously. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. just like, oh, here's a bunch of food that you can stick in your closet. This is good food. It lasts for a long time. Mm-hmm. And for me... They make the process easy. That's the biggest thing. Because I, I'm, I don't want to deal with, you know, cr- you know, turning wheat into bread somehow, whatever that process <laughs> Nobody is. Nobody wants to do that. I want to take some water, put Nobody it in there, and eat the food if I have to eat it. Well, okay, I got, I got the wheat. Now I need the grinder, and if the yeah. power's out, I'm going to have to do it by hand, so I need a hand-cranked grinder. No! Just do it this way. And, and if you put this off for a really long time... This is a great way to catch up, and you do it for, I mean, really inexpensively. So don't wait for a disaster to hit. Get prepared right now. If if you're in Florida, I'll bet you're wishing you were prepared if you're not. Yeah. Or, order online today yeah. at preparewiththeblaze.com. Probably a better way to talk about this today is my mom is in the path of this hurricane oh, right man. now. Uh, she lives in Georgia, and uh, and we have friends in Florida who are also in the path of it. Yeah. You, know, you better be prepared because right. you want to make sure you have something just in case uh, something like this happens. And Definitely. the food supply is disrupted. It happens. It really does happen to people. And, you know, we've gone through this great period of, what, 10, 11 years with no yeah, real no, hurricanes. No hurricanes. Uh, this is, you know, who knows? We could go be going through a stretch now where we're going to see them often. Get prepared if you're in one of these disaster zones. Limit two per caller. Again, it's preparewiththeblaze.com. Preparewiththeblaze.com. The experts at 
Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. When someone writes in, uh, Dennis writes in, Gary Johnson is a clown. Um, yes. But uh, this part I, I think is interesting. You and Pat are grasping at straws, but I feel your pain. <clears throat> First of all, thank you for feeling our pain. Second of all, you're totally right. We are definitely grasping at straws. <clears throat> There's nothing good here. No. Nothing good. I mean, what are we supposed to grasp at? Right. There's no meat to grab. There's uh, There's no vine to grab and pull us up there's nothing here what, what are we supposed to grasp at i mean there's there's nothing there is nothing i'm not grasping at donald trump i'll tell you that and i'm certainly not grasping for hillary clinton so there's got to be somebody else and it's certainly not gary johnson for me because he sucks just as bad to me as trump and, and clinton and he has the real problem of seemingly not having the adequate amount of information to do the job just like trump uh, um trump certainly has it hillary obviously has been in this world for a long time uh and uh, this is my question with daryl castle is that like is he it, it, he certainly seems to be very conservative um does he he seemed, I mean, he seemed like a smart guy when we talked to him, honestly. I mean, I, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I worry about the conspiracy stuff for sure. Evan McMullen, I think, honestly, I feel pretty confident with him as far as his no, his knowledge level. Yeah. I mean, the guy seems like a smart guy. Oh, He's yeah. swam in, in these, you know, uh, in this... Water in this water for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and you know he's done different interesting roles in there. So I, you know, if a guy's stepping into president the presidency, which again it's not going to happen with probably any of these people, but it's like uh, Gary Johnson actually makes you nervous in that like he might not know enough about the role, even mm-hmm. though he's been a governor, a two-term governor. He doesn't. He seems to really have issues anywhere outside of the borders. Like he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Someone asked him the other day what was uh, the president of North Korea's name, and he didn't seem to be able was, to grasp that. I was just reading that it was an interview with the New York Times, and he said, uh, I, "I do, but uh, I'm not gonna, but I never did uh, name the leader. Um, he never did well, the name problem, him, and I don't the want." The problem is once you get into this world where the media wants to quiz you on tough questions, you could probably stump everybody on something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could probably get Hillary Clinton on some ambassador, or, you know. Uh, secretary of one of these states, even though she was secretary of state, she probably doesn't know all the names. Um, but, you know, some of these are basic, you know, uh, you need to be able to pull out the North Korean dictator's name. That's that's not. Yeah, uh, it's not. It should not be too, too difficult. Yeah. Um, so 
I'm a little ner- I'm right. nervous. And, and using your example, I mean, that's a perfect time for him to go, look, you and I both know it's Kim Jong-un, but my belief is... Right. As- you should know that basic one. And so, I'm, look, I, I could sit here and tell you Kim Jong-un all, all day. And again, I think, honestly, you just get to... It's North Korea. Just go Kim Jong, and you're, you're two-thirds of the way there. I mean, even if you, even, if you go to Ill, even if you go to ill, at least you're close. I mean, it's just like, I, I, don't, I don't understand. These questions are not difficult ones. Yeah. Now, Aleppo, Maybe. You, know, you know, yeah, sure. A little okay. tougher. A little tougher. As a presidential candidate, you should know it. It's a big story. Um, but still, uh, okay, fine. Uh, you know, Kim Jong-un? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he... he once you get into this area where you say, I, I can't um, answer these questions, these questions about world events, all you're going to do is get quizzed. Yep. And then you're in an impossible situation. It's like almost like you have to say, look, I'm not doing quiz questions here. Okay? I'm not doing that. We're not, gonna, we're not playing geography quiz here. Ask me a question about, you know, philosophy. Ask me a question about events. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know. You right. But, I mean, it's tough because then you just look like you're, you're avoiding it. It's very difficult. Yeah. Clinton uh, has, a, has an ad out, and they put this together really quickly. Uh, after the vice presidential debate the other night where Kane uh, continually put Pence in a position where he had to deny that Donald Trump said a bunch of things, and then... The Clinton campaign got a hold of all that and did this with it. Let's start with not praising Vladimir Putin as a great leader. Donald Trump and Mike Pence have said he's a great leader. And Donald Trump has no, been... we have Putin's been a very strong leader for Russia. Vladimir Putin has been a stronger leader in his country than Barack Obama has been in this country. Donald Trump, on the other hand, didn't know that Russia had invaded the Crimea. Oh, that's he, he, He's not going to go into Ukraine. All right, you can mark it down, you can put it down, you can take it anywhere well, you want. He's already there, isn't he? Donald Trump has said it. <laughs> Deportation force. That was they want to go house to house, mm-hmm. school to school, business to business, and kick out 16 million people. And I cannot believe... Sense. You're going to have a deportation force. <laughs> Donald Trump and I would never support legislation that punished women. Should the woman be punished for having an abortion? There has to be some form of punishment. More nations should get nuclear weapons. Don't do it. try to defend that. Well, he never said that. Wouldn't you rather, in a certain sense, have Japan have nuclear weapons? Saudi Arabia we nuclear have weapons? Saudi Arabia, absolutely. Donald Trump said keep them out if they're Muslim. Mike Pence put absolutely. a program in place to keep total and complete shutdown. Of Muslims, he is asking everybody to vote Jeez. for somebody that he cannot defend. Oh, boy, oh, boy. That's just brutal. Uh, it's brutal. Yeah, brutal. But that's, the, that's you know, I, I don't have any sympathy for no. him because he put himself in that situation. Yeah, I listened to him this morning on CNN. It's embarrassing. I mean, you know, he, everybody else who's doing that from from Ted Cruz to this guy to everybody. Well, Cruz, though, I, I, is not coming out and trying to. No, in, he's not. But he's, he's like totally supporting him. He's backing him. He's helping him. I mean, you know, don't put yourself in that position with this guy. It's just it's asinine. I mean, Pence is to me on a completely different level. Pence is, is now to the level of Chris Christie and Rudy Giuliani for me. I mean, I was listening to him this morning. I mean, he's saying things he absolutely knows are not true. I mean, that's... I, I mean, I don't know. Look, the ends justify the means to a lot of people these days. Yeah. Uh, that's not... That's not who I... I, I don't mm. want to be that person. Um, and mm. I, I can't understand that mindset. 
I mean, look, you're the vice president, vice presidential candidate. There's at some level you're going to have to bend to the presidential president's policies. But to sit here and lie over and over and over again, like you know, he he. I'll give you an example of one thing he did. What he should probably do as often as possible. He's on CNN, I think, this morning. Mike Pence, mm-hmm. and they asked him about the Muslim ban. Now, look, the guy did say he wanted to ban all Muslims, a total and complete ban, just including initially, right, you just saw the footage, but it did not cover that initially. He was talking about citizens that were on vacation. That -hmm. would be included in the policy. Mm -hmm. They would be on vacation and could not come back. That is legitimately where he was initially. Now, he's backed off of it 14 times. So what Pence did on, on CNN this morning, which I think is as good as he can do, is to say, look, what you're talking about is an old comment. The policy he supports now is X, Y, and Z. He which did is, say that. By the way, defensible. Okay. Um, and that is a fair uh, way to go to me. Yeah. Um, you know, look, to say, basically say, look, I don't know, you know, you know he said, he's, he's not a politician. He says things, you know, that he doesn't mean in the heat of the campaign. Now, think about how screwed, screwed up this is. He he got the nomination based on the first policy, right? Right, and then he just changes it afterwards. That right. used to be the thing we punished politicians for. Now we praise them. Mm-hmm. But whatever, at least it's something that's not an out and out lie. Where you're saying this person, he he never said that about Russia. He never said that about Putin. He never said that. Yeah, he did. You know he did. You're not an idiot. You you know exactly what the guy said. If you can't defend it, don't try to defend it. Keep a little bit of your soul. We say this, Glenn used to ask that question to every politician who called in, how's your soul? Man, I mean, uh, the answer, obviously, to the people in this race today is, is, is non-existent is what it is. Corroded, Corroded and, and gone. De- mm-hmm. you know, de- decomposed mm-hmm. fully. Um, it's just embarrassing. I will say on the Russia thing, he has somewhat of an out because she, uh, they use the word uh, better, I think, a better leader. And the word that both Trump and Pence used was stronger. So that is slightly different. Because <laughs> said, Kane said something to the effect that you and, Trump, you and Trump have both said that Putin's a better leader than Barack Obama. And they both said stronger. Yeah, I get it. The, the good part of Pence is a when little he's just room. splitting hairs. That's yeah. the best part of his yes. defense. Um, yes. I, you know, look, I, there are obviously some wording differences here and there, and, but you're splitting hairs, obviously. Yeah, we you all are. know exactly what Trump thinks about Putin. He said it a, a million no, times him. in different contexts. He likes it. Um, but the issue, I mean, uh, I think it was Chris Cuomo, uh, who, is he in the Douche Hall of Fame, Chris Cuomo? Yes. 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 Uh, he asked um, Pence, basically, look, I'm not saying uh, these policies uh, are right or wrong. But what I am saying is you, Mike Pence, have said these policies are wrong. So why did you go after him then and now you will not criticize him? It's a good freaking question. And his answer was, well, did you know Hillary Clinton had emails? I mean, it was was a complete avoid, which, again, is another one of his better tactics. It's better than just straight out lying, Mike. I mean, at least try to avoid that as much as possible. I know you got I know you have no there's no way to win here. But you put yourself in a contest where there's no way to win. Right. You know, it's your fault. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I, it's, it's just sad. It's, it's really sad to see all these people, uh, you know. People I used to crumble. respect yeah. and, and, yeah. and admire in mm-hmm. a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. More patents, too, is inevitable.
do. Apparently, uh, at a Trump rally, there was some unusual happening. Yeah, this is, um, you know, uh, the media found this guy. And, I mean, he would As be... As the no- media does. Yes, however, he certainly would be noticeable, uh, I think. Yeah, well, um, when you got a sign that says 1488... Right, so... You're like, what, what is that? What does that mean? That's exactly... The part one of the video is they wanted to find out what 1488 is. Watch. Yeah. What is 1st I mean, hmm. if we've I, if that was our motto in thirty eight, I think. No. And it's been our motto mm-hmm. never since, hmm. uh, and not even in thirty eight actually. Um, wow, that's weird. So they ask, uh, they follow. How up. is how does fourteen eighty eight? So fourteen eighty eight is a white supremacist uh, Hitler. thing. So eight uh, eight. Is uh, the eighth letter of the alphabet H H? Okay. Heil Hitler. That's how they get that. And Four, the 14. fourteen words. He said fourteen words. Is like it's a white supremacist slogan. Can you search for it real quick, Jeffy? Search for the fourteen word slogan because it's like a something about like explaining white supremacy. Basically. Because the beauty oh, of the Jeff. white Aryan women must not perish from the earth. No. No, that's not it. What is, can you give me again, Andrew? We must secure the existence. Of our people, and and a future, and a future for, for white, white children. children. So I guess oh. that's like the slogan of what you're supposed to be as white supremacist plus Heil Hitler, and that's what 1488. Good golly, is. that's freaky. Good, good guy. Wow. Um, there's any, by, by the way, there's a, a positive moron. ending to this, so we'll get to it here in a second. Here's part okay. two of the video. What is it about this campaign that makes you support He's Donald anti-establishment. Trump? I, don't, I don't give a damn about his policies. He's that. anti-establishment. He's opposed to the establishment. That's why I care. Somewhat, I don't know. You, you think he might share the 1488? No. I mean, you were flashing no. at to him. It looked like you were trying to get his attention. It was more for, somewhat for antics, letting him know that the alt-right is here to support him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a conglomerate. They're in favor of Jefferson 51st State, too. Did you notice that from his T-shirt? No. I guess they want a new state called Jefferson. I don't know where they're putting that, but uh, that's interesting. interesting. Look up Jefferson 51st state. Because uh, that's Jeffy. probably another thing. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, uh, what is his sign? <laughs> his sign says something, too. I can't remember what his sign says. Oh, uh, anyway, so this he says, bad. he does say that, uh, and I love this because this is, there are a lot of Trump supporters who are not white supremacists, obviously. Um, and he, right there, Indicates something, though, that is true of many Trump supporters, which is, I don't care about his policies. He's anti-establishment. Right. That is very common among Trump, Trump supporters. Very. Uh, but the, the Hitler the stuff Hitler is not. Isn't, and he, he even says he doesn't think the, uh, that Trump supports those things. Right. Um, he just, I guess there's consistency. There's some sort of con- congruency there. Um, here's the next one. They, they ask a little bit of a details of his uh, historical knowledge. Do you think the Holocaust happened? Not the way we've been told it happened. How do you think it happened? There were concentration camps. Many Jews and other people died. Not they, six million. They did not, the Nazis did not intentionally gas six million people. I do not accept that. And, and you agree with that? Are you guys here together? 600,000 men. Are you guys here together? We're all men. We're all together. 
Okay. So the other Trump supporters are starting to get hip to the fact that they've got a Nazi in their midst. Although and another one not, comes over and helps the Nazi. It, it, uh, there was a second guy that came in and was like, yeah, not in Romania, that was a lie. Uh, <laughs> but it does end, I think, in a positive way. Not in Idaho either. Right. Um, uh, it didn't happen in Idaho. Which is the, the crowd kind of does, as you point out, notice that, like, okay, the media is going around this Nazi mm-hmm. who's just ranting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, by the way, he tries to give the argument of Breitbart. Uh, there, the, the Nazi. And this is important to notice. What the Nazis, what the Breitbart people say is, oh, they're just trolling. They're just, they're saying Heil Hitler, but they don't mean it. They're just trying to get under people's skin. He says the same thing. Then yet goes into extreme detail about how many people died in gas chambers. Right. And that he and, doesn't believe the Holocaust happened well, the way it's been presented. Right. He obviously is a white supremacist Come and on. does believe those things. But he's yeah. presenting himself Anti-Jew. as right yeah, um, so, anti-Semitic. Of course, uh, this is pathetic. But and here's the last part where the Trump crowd kind of steps in and tries to uh, control the situation. That's ridiculous. You're not speaking the truth for us. Why are you here in the middle of here trying to speak for everybody? I I don't care. You go speak for somebody else. Why does the media focus on the? So at least there's somebody there that feels like pissed that's off the, about uh, that's that that's the Trump supporter, right? <laughs> yes. that's the Trump supporter. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just want to yes, be, be clear. It is. It's a good. I mean, they're both. I, they're both. They're both at least, right. I will say this. Right. At least they tried to to you know disenfranchise themselves yes. from the Nazi, yep. which is great mm-hmm. and good for them. I'm I'm glad they did that. That's you know even Trump supporters know that's not the right way to go. Most of them. Most of them. Not all of them, obviously. Not, so. all, of them. Not all of them. A couple there but, that were uh, maybe... Okay, it was some idea. Trump supporters know that that's not the right Just way. trying to be precise. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> also, we had a, an incident last night of um, a real infighting among media members. Oh, no. Oh, Please no. don't say that. Sean Hannity uh, got mad at Megyn Kelly. Oh, the guy who doesn't want our hearts to be troubled? Yes, his heart Are you saying his heart now. was yeah. troubled? Yeah. In some way, why? In some way. Because you're um, supposed to let not that happen. So Megyn Kelly huh. um, said, hey, Trump, why don't you come on my show? You shouldn't just go on friendly shows. For example, Hannity. <gasps> How dare you say his show is friendly to Donald Trump? Well, I mean, even oh, Hannity Oh, my that. goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's only been friendly to Donald Trump, Stu. If I may get this out, please, for on behalf not, of Sean. I'm not stopping you. Uh, on behalf of our friend Sean, let me just say, Sean Hannity has only been friendly to Donald Trump since the nomination at the convention. Up until that time, he was absolutely 100% neutral. Gave everybody a voice. Right down the line. Everybody a voice. All he was doing was fulfilling a promise to his listeners to give everybody a voice. That's all he did. That's all he did. Never at any time was he pro-Trump until after that Republican National Convention when they finally smacked the gavel down and Donald Trump was in fact officially the Republican nominee. Up until that time, he had very little interest in really what would happen in the Republican. He would have been fine with any of them. Any of them. 
If it wasn't Donald Trump, that would have been great as far as uh, Sean Hannity was concerned. Let not your heart be troubled about that. This man is a great American, and he was right smack down the middle. Okay. Uh, no, I just want to, I'm Have glad I made you that got clear? that out. Okay. I'm glad that you got right. that out. Okay. Now, what Megan said, the thing that set this off, which is brutal, brutal. You what the this? hell did she say? Donald Trump, with all due to my respect to my friend at 10 o'clock, uh-huh. will go on Hannity and pretty much only Hannity. And will not venture out to the unsafe spaces these days. That trollop. (laughs) (laughs) Now, damn her for saying that. In response, Hannity took to Twitter to write, you should be mad at Hillary Clinton. Clearly, you support her. And Donald Trump did talk to you. Obvious. Now, obviously, she knows that they talked. um, This was months ago now. Right. Um, uh, And uh, I... I don't see there's any evidence that she supports Hillary Clinton. She was very tough on Hillary Clinton. In fact, you're saying it's not crystal clear that Megyn Kelly is uh, wholeheartedly, well, fully voicing support for Hillary Clinton. Specifically, when she said the exact same thing about Hillary Clinton not venturing into unsafe spaces, uh-huh. uh, or previously, she said, "Hey, Hillary, you need to do interviews with you know uh, people that aren't so friendly to you." Said the same exact thing to Hillary. But I guess that didn't respond because he, he didn't say, well, you're clearly supporting Donald Trump. Shockingly, the binary choice magically disappears in that scenario. Um, uh, another person uh, who was a fan of Hannity, I guess, said, hey, stand by your colleagues. And he dug his heels in responding, sure, when they stand by me. Ugh. Which is, you know, oh what I would expect. Gosh, uh, this guy is he's off the rails. And he also he's said, uh, on his radio show, apparently yesterday, uh, Glenn says that um, Jesus teaches n- um, to not strike back twice as hard when you get hit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what my martial arts taught me. Yeah. Which well, is, and I mean, you know that martial arts supersedes Jesus every first of all, every day. I assume he will go to church this weekend, and the, and the priest or pastor will say, "Look, by the way, I just want to know anything I say today. If it is there's a disagreement between it and martial arts, go with the martial arts. If your dojo disagrees, go with the dojo. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay." I think we learned that at Karate Kid, right? I think we did. Learned that a long time ago. It's an interesting life lesson uh, to learn. And uh, to be frank about it, it's adorable. I (laughs) I, I can't get enough of him right now. The idea that he's coming out, he's constantly threatening Glenn with being held responsible. I've got a brown bet, belt. I My martial arts teaches me to... It's, it's like an eight-year-old. It is. It is freaking it adorable. Is. I, don't, I don't know. I mean... Is it adorable or, or some would call I, it embarrassing? It, I don't know. Well, I, it's embarrassing for an adult. It's not for an eight-year-old. <laughs> it's adorable is. for an eight-year-old because it's, it's like really it's like an eight-year-old thinking they're like a superhero or something. You know, like they, they like yeah. You know, it's it, it's kind of cute. Like you remember the, the Volkswagen commercial with the guy, the kid dressed up as Darth Vader, and he started turning the car. The yeah, car I love on. that. It's kind of like I that. I love that. Like it's really cute. So Sean's out there trying to karate chop the car into starting. Right, exactly. Uh, and then fun. it starts, yeah. and he's like, "Oh my god, I did it!" It's like uh, it's <laughs> no Donald had. The keys inside, yeah, and he started Trump it remotely. Sean, so it, it's really cute. So yeah, I do. I, I, there, <laughs> if, if, nothing, if there's nothing charming that comes out of the election, it's it's this. I mean, at least we get this because I. It's fun because I, there is a um, oh boy. obviously 
uh, certain hearts are troubled by how other people are voting. Um, it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah, and he's supposed to let not right and his I, heart. I, I mean, I troubled. It's it's so pathetic. And what an ingrate, man! Glenn <laughs> let him use his his space for free for six freaking months while his studio was being built in his home or some stupid thing. Yeah. And and we opened up our whole business to the freaking guy and probably saved him over a million dollars. At least. And, At and, least. And this dollars. is the thanks we get? Okay. Yeah, whatever. Let I not am. your heart be troubled. It's He's not, a great American. Uh, there you go. More patents, too, coming up. Now. By the way, we have something almost as adorable as Sean Hannity. Um, I can't wait. The break. I think you're going to like it. It's hard to be as adorable as Sean it is right really, now. It is. It's really hard. So I'm excited. I got a broad belt! We talked a little bit about uh, Sean Hannity and, and his uh, fighting prowess. Um, mm-hmm. And I, How adorable um, it is. This is complete coincidence that these two segments actually backed up to each other, but this is kind of how I'm seeing Hannity at the moment. Um, it's, it's frankly adorable what he's trying to do. I mean, I, it's, I love it. It is. I freaking love it. It is, it is cute. And I love it in the same way mm-hmm. I love this video. Now, this is a, 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 a baby who is impersonating the Rocky training montage on television. And I just freaking love this video. This is this is, speaks to me as a Sean Hannity fan right, right now. Right. Watch okay. this. Here we go. All right. Say, <laughs> does push-ups. <laughs> he starts really nailing it after a while. <laughs> Nice, hanging from the monkey bars. Look at the wagon too. Yeah. That is, that is crazy. Yeah. Look at. I mean, it's so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, push up time again. Yeah. <laughs> One arm. That, is, that is fantastic. That's outstanding. I love that. Oh my gosh, that's that is great. outstanding. That is great. I mean, that is a really cool video. And, you know. That's fun. His parents must absolutely. I mean, can you imagine? Oh, how much fun that'd be! The sheer fun of that. that. <laughs> I would just have that on all the time. <laughs> I mean, they must have if he's. The kid has nailed it. That Smart much. kid, yeah. and and to be able to—I mean, he might grow up to be quite an athlete. To be able to be, yeah. I mean, look at the stuff he can do yeah. already. Maybe even someday we'll we'll reach the vaunted level of brown belt. Oh my gosh! No. Well, that's no, too much. Too to much. You can't. No, there's only a you know a certain like very tiny percentage of human beings who can achieve that. Right? Yeah, I mean, you is there I mean? more than one? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. But let not your heart so. be troubled. We can't all be brown belts. You own it. You know it. what I mean? You own it.
Let not your hearts be troubled. <laughs> it's us, Pat and Stu, Jeffy over there. Yeah, well, you can be troubled about that. Though. Yeah, sorry about that last I mean, one. Yeah, that, that you should definitely be troubled. We are about. not fans. Well, no one is. No one is. Uh, his wife calls us all the time, says, is there anything you can do for me? Any way she you does? can help me out of this. <clears throat> Did I say that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, she, she, she doesn't mean anything. No. I mean, she's not, she's not going to divorce I, you. Right I usually me. say you've got the wrong number. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, her, her her complaint seems to be more. If you tell her she's around. got the wrong number, how is she? How do you know what she has to say? I I mean, you know, sometimes she says it so fast that I I can't even get the wrong number thing out in time. Again, so. to to be fair, here, it's not like she's like saying she's going to split up with you. She's more concerned about you know insurance issues. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, legal issues. Yeah. That's a big concern. Of like if Jeffy were to die right. some sort of horrible sudden death. Poisoning. From lead poisoning, perhaps. Yeah. You know, like a piece of lead went through his head or something <laughs> and poisoned him. Right. Um, you know, is there an insurance policy that would cover something like that? Right. Uh, would you guys be and... able to help set me up in a foreign country? <laughs> uh, to, or know. on a date with somebody less fat? <laughs> But I mean, we usually say, "I'm sorry, you've got the wrong nu- wrong number at that point." And right. So I, you know, <laughs> Jeffy, let not your heart be troubled. Yeah, let not. That's a good way to get out of it. Yeah. Let yeah. not your heart be troubled. <laughs> Though, when I say that, of course, my heart is troubled by every little thing that happens every day. He's the worst practitioner of that phrase. The guy is. Yes. Bothered, he's bothered by everything. Yes. He's as thin-skinned as his uh, hero. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, he really is. It is he very really true. Is. He keeps saying, you own it. The only thing we seem to own is, like, a giant space inside his head. Like, <laughs> yes! I, we seem to own most of his free time. I don't it's know adorable. what else we own. It's adorable. It, it is, is adorable. adorable. It is adorable. It's adorable. All right. All right. Uh, Glenn uh, has this new weekly special called The Vault, and it's... It's awesome. And uh, he, on his recent episode, walks us through what it takes to become a millionaire using a story of Walt Disney and the Nazi. A billionaire friend of mine, a guy who was uh, the inventor of the McDonald's styrofoam uh, boxes, and uh, he made the first plastic knife and fork and the styrofoam plate. He told me one time, he said, um, you know the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire and I said, I don't know, billion dollars. And he said, um, no, it, the difference is a millionaire makes something and comes up with an idea that everybody needs once. A billionaire is somebody that comes up with an idea that everybody needs every day. What Walt Disney did, um, he'd clearly be a billionaire now, um, but beyond his realm, he affected almost everything. The, the real Disney that affects us started on a bench around 1950, just like this one. It was in Southern California, and it was in an amusement park. It was in an observatory, and they had little rides that the kids would play, and he would take his girls out, and they would sit. he would sit on the bench while they would ride these, as he described them later, these sticky rides. And the bench, he'd always have to wipe off, and he always, he always thought it was dirty and nasty, and no adult was ever happy there. 
But the kids loved it. And so he was a dutiful dad, and he would go and he would watch them. But he would sit on that bench, and he would think, there has got to be a better way to do this, where everybody is having a good time. And that's when the wheels started to turn about Disneyland. This is a bench that was on Main Street, USA, opening day, 1955. And it remained there until 1999 when we bought it for our collection. Everything starts small, but when you are right on an idea, it begins to change the way all of us live. Jason, can you um, put these two over there with that? I want to show you an amazing piece of history. It's called the Disneyland Prospectus. When Walt was sitting on the bench, he thought to himself, um, I don't want to build a park. It's not going to be a park, and it's not going to be a theme park, even though that was his idea. Nobody knew what a theme park was. It's certainly not going to be an amusement park. One of my favorite quotes from Walt Disney was, it's not a park, it's a repository of values. Who thinks like that? Walt Disney. But his idea was so far out of the box that people couldn't understand it. And that's, that's the first thing. You want to be successful in life, really successful in life. Don't be afraid of thinking out of the box. And I mean, even denying, you're so far away, you're denying that there is a box. Something, I usually know when I'm right, when everybody's like, wait, I, I don't even understand that. What are you talking about? That's when I know we're in the space that we should be. Walt was like that. Almost everybody who is really successful is like that. People don't understand what you're even saying. He wanted to buy 160 acres, not a lot of uh, space. It was about 6,200 um, uh, an acre, and uh, he thought he could buy 160, and then he was going to make this repository of values. But when he started to describe it, um, nobody understood it. Nobody got it. Everybody said, you're in the movie business. In fact, he tried to convince friends to buy land around where he was going to build Disneyland. And they all said, this is going to be a massive, massive failure. At first, when he had the idea, he thought it would cost about $5 million. It was a lot more than that. Jason, do we have the um, Herb Ryman stuff? Is that over? Yeah. Is that over there? Herb Ryman was um, a designer... Um, and his chief um, design guy uh, and dreamer. There's some later stuff. Yeah, the Ryman is the, I think the Ryman may be the um, Space Mountain. Do you have that? Yeah. Um, this, is, this is much later, and I think it's Ryman. It's one of his artists. But when he would come up with these ideas, uh, or anybody at the parks would come up with an idea, they would say, um, okay, just, just draw it up, just put it on a piece of paper. So this is actually, this is from Clem Hall. This is the first design of Space Mountain. It doesn't look really anything like this now, but that was the first idea. So what you're going to see is something that Walt said to Herb Ryman, his chief artist, and also his, um, his secretary, Dolores Vote, uh, uh, I think her name was. And, in fact, over there, over by Abraham Lincoln, hanging on the wall, that's the picture of Walt Disney that hung next to Dolores' desk for years and years. 
He called them up on a Friday and said, come in on Saturday and Sunday, bring a pillow and bring lots of paper, Dolores. He said, I, I have an idea. Now, he had talked to his brother, Roy, who was running the Walt Disney Company, um, and said, look, I, I want to build a park. And Roy kept arguing with him. You're crazy. We don't have the money. We're losing on all of these movies that you're making. You're spending way too much on animation. He said, I know, I know. But this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to build this park. He couldn't get anybody to buy into it. He went and he talked to all kinds of people. No one bought into it. That's when he called the two, his secretary and his main artist, and they did this. This is what is called the Disneyland Prospectus. This, we have copies of this. In fact, uh, my curator is upset at me that I'm even opening it for this, but I want you to see the real one. Um, the Disneyland Prospectus is from The Lost Weekend, where Walt sat with Dolores, his secretary, and said, Dolores, I want you to type out the ideas that I have. And Herb, I want you to, uh, I want you to draw it all out. So here you see Disneyland, where you leave today, visit the world of yesterday and tomorrow, prepared for Disneyland, Inc. by Wed Enterprises. And it, it talks a little bit about what they're going to do, the Disneyland story. Disneyland will be based upon and dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. I don't know if they're still doing these things, but it talks about Adventureland, the world of tomorrow, Lilliputian land, uh, Recreation Land, Frontier Country, Fantasy Land, the Mickey Mouse Club, Holiday Land. I think there was a Circus Land in there as well. Um, Disneyland will be the essence of America as we know it. The nostalgia of the past with an exciting glimpse into the future. It will give meaning of the pleasure of children and pleasure to the experience of adults. So what did it look like? This is what he and Herb came up with that weekend. And it's hand-colored by Walt himself. By the way, you don't wear gloves with paper because you could rip it. This is Disneyland in Anaheim. And there's a couple of things. This is circus land that didn't make it. Uh, Tomorrowland doesn't really look like this. The castle is reversed. There's a big wall all the way around it. Um, this is Lilliputian land, or this is Lilliputian land. Um, and here in the center of Main Street, USA, is a big white church. And the train is running the wrong direction. But it's actually pretty close to the way Disneyland actually turned out. Now, the reason why I have this is because he couldn't get anybody to buy into it. And he went to the banks first, and he needed $5 million. And nobody wanted it. Everybody said, that's nuts. Why would I want to invest in that? Nobody's going to go. Um, if you want to make a movie, Mr. Disney, come back and talk to us. Couldn't get anybody to buy into it. So he had to go to think outside of the box. He looked at the three networks, and everybody at the time, it's in the 50s, hated television. Hollywood hated television. And ever wonder why Hollywood didn't like Walt Disney at the time? 
It wasn't just because he didn't like the unions. It's also because he decided to break the backs of the studios with television. He went to ABC because ABC, out of there were only three networks, only three things on TV to choose from. Think how hard ABC had to work to not be able to uh, get any show in the top 25 shows for the week. They were an abomination. He went and he said, I want to do a show for you. Well, ABC was thrilled to have Walt Disney. They said, what is it? He said, "Uh, it's uh, something called Disneyland. And in fact, it's based on this theme park. And it's, it's, uh," they said, an amusement park? He said, no, it's a theme park. And it's a repository of values. And it's going to have Frontierland. And it will tell the stories of Davy Crockett. And it will tell all these great stories of America and the Liberty Tree. And then we'll have Fantasyland. And it'll have Mickey Mouse and Fantasia. It'll have Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Then it has Tomorrowland, and Tomorrowland, we are going to tell the greatest stories of what's on the horizon. Well, they loved it. Wall was bluffing. He didn't know how to even do television. He wasn't ready to do television. And they said, okay, what it'll cost? He said, nothing. I'm going to make you a partner in Disneyland. They said, we don't want to be a partner in an amusement park. He said, it's not an amusement park. But they ended up giving him the $5 million dollars. That's the seed money for Disneyland. But they didn't want anything to do with it. He used it as an advertising. Disneyland, the wonderful world of Disney, actually was an advertisement for the opening of the park, which aired on ABC one year later. He announced that he was going to break ground on Disneyland uh, in the fall of 1954. It opened the summer of 1955. I don't even think you could get the, the, the ecological studies done. You couldn't cut your first, or you couldn't even pick your first orange off the first orange tree in a year in America now. So I guess I should, millionaires, I should add one more step, live in a free country. But he got it all done in a year. But this isn't the only part of the story that I wanted to share with you. Because this isn't about Disneyland. This is about thinking out of the box and changing everything and never giving up. I have this because it belonged to the banker that he brought it to. And he brought this to a banker and and, uh, he said, wow, that's interesting, Mr. Disney, but I don't think we can give you any funding. Walt was frustrated, left the prospectus there with the banker. The banker brought it home, showed it to his kids. His kids were like, Dad, that's great. You've given Mr. Disney the money. He's like, no, that's a crazy idea. What a stupid investment that was. That paid for itself, by the way, in 13 months. And by the way, it didn't end up being $5 million. It was $17 million, which in 1955 was about $151 million. Paid for itself in 13 months. Don't you wish you would have been an investor on that crazy idea? The world remembers this of Walt Disney. But have you ever had Tang? If you're my age, you grew up on Tang. And it was the nastiest powdered orange drink that didn't taste like oranges at all. It was like like taking up like bad Flintstone chewables and grinding them up and then putting them in water and stirring them up and saying, here's a good fruit drink for you, kids. 
um, Tang was all the rage because Tang is what the astronauts drank. The microwave from the moon program. So many things that we have now from the moon program that came from Walt Disney. How? Easy. While Walt was doing this, he had another little side project. A side project with a guy in this picture. Uh-oh. Walt and the Nazi. Doesn't even involve All right, There you go. <laughs> hey, that's great. That's uh, that's really fun. Yeah, that's and you can, stuff. by the way, uh, get all those on uh, on theblaze.com slash TV. Mm. We should tell you this. All the stuff is available there. Really, you can watch all the back episodes of all the shows that you like. And this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so check it out, uh, blaze.com slash TV. And Glenn is doing, he's got that going on. He's got the Think Tank going on. He's got mm-hmm. all sorts of new projects he's working on. And, and you know, it's worth your time because, you know, his he's doing story. something different. He's got his story. History, mm-hmm. yeah, you know that and one, the vault. and the vault, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's all right there. So let not your heart be troubled, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a great American. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Uh, so uh, your phone company. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it for a second. Let's um, talk about it. Let's talk about be. their phone company, shall we? That's what I just said. I just oh. I just said that. Okay. See this right here. I agree with it. See this? It's I, Patriot Mobile. Let me see. They might say, hey, wait a minute. I already have yeah. a phone company. I don't need Patriot hey, Mobile. Hey, wait a minute. I already have a phone company. I don't need Patriot Mobile. You do. You know why? Why? Because a lot of your money is going to uh, support liberal causes. That what you do you mean? No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Uh, if you have a big phone company or certain phone companies, I mean, we're talking tens mm-hmm. of millions of dollars they've uh, directed towards these liberal causes. Uh, so why not do the opposite? Direct some of the money, instead of going to some liberal cause, have it go to a conservative one through Patriot Mobile. Ah, oh, Patriot Mobile uh, offers. You, you might think, well, okay, but do I do I suffer inferior service? Not at all. Nationwide talk and text, high speed 4G LTE data, really competitive prices that are lower than what you're paying now, and then they turn around and donate five percent of your monthly bill to conservative organizations. And you might say, hey, uh, but I don't want to spend $350 with a cancellation fee with my current provider. Right, because I'm locked into a you know thing, like a contract thing. You know, That's not a problem either, because they'll pay up to $350 to get you out of that. Yeah, pretty cool. Awesome. Same quality service. Latest phones like iPhone 7, the new Samsung Galaxy 7. I think they're both in the 7 generation, right? Uh, and a company that, con- that supports your conservative values. So it's really a win-win-win yeah. situation. And, and ask them about their uh, 1980s car phones as well, that they'll, with the big batteries uh, that oh, you yeah. carry around like this. They don't have them, but it, it, it will annoy <laughs> but, them, and it will be funny. Yeah, they'll remember, and you, you can laugh together. <laughs> PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. Or call them at 877-367-7524 from your car phone. It's 877-367-7524 for hey, Patriot. Do you have one of those 40-pound brick phones from the past? <laughs> Just ask them. They'll like yeah, that. Yeah, it'll be fun. Oh, I love you guys. I forgot about you. Yeah, they're great, aren't they? <laughs> we keep, every day they come back. 
Yeah. Every day. Every yeah. day. Despite the fact that Jeffy's on the air. Right. They keep saying, hey, uh, mm-hmm. we'd prefer it if he wasn't here, but, <laughs> you know, uh, he's there. And we're going to keep coming mm-hmm. back until mm-hmm. he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, keep coming back then. You're, you're never going away, are you? Because we had this really uh, great uh, period in the history of the show mm-hmm. where we left Tampa and went to Philly. And we were there, and Jeffy was not there. <laughs> and Jeffy stayed for Denver. a while in New York for like a year while yeah. we were in New York. He, Jeffy was not there. And I remember at the time people so saying, "Well, why awesome. would you want to hire Jeffy again? <laughs> right? What did he do what, what, what? I think that question was asked. Actually, oh, it was asked well after he was hired. Believe me, multiple times. And I said, I, "You know, I <laughs> I don't I, know." My answer why? was always the same. You know, I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way I can come up with. That's a good answer. You know, I, I, I can't explain answer. it in normal business terms, obviously. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he seems like he should be here. And that's kind of is your career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really, it just seems like I should be here. It just seems like he should be here. And no one can explain why. At least that's what, what Glenn does. thought. I mean, we all disagreed with it. But. <laughs> yes, I was strongly. But here he is. But so. uh, but we're, we're, we love having you on this show, obviously. It's not like this is a dumping ground. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, it, it is? is like that. Okay. Yeah. Oops. So anyway, but that was that was good. That was cute. It's <laughs> too. Uh, New York environmental you. activist. I decided I hate you. Uh, dubbed the trash you. man. Spends. I'm, I'm going ahead okay, with the so. story now. <laughs> spends a whole month wearing every pound of garbage he consumes as clothing to raise awareness to waste culture. No, um, uh, he, this guy's a loser. Yeah, actually, I would say he is waste culture. He is. Look at that. I mean, right. wh- why? What does that do for you? Well, it raises awareness of the waste that we have. Like, people aren't aware that they throw things away. I, I am always surprised because I had this weird habit. After I eat something and the wrapper's uh, yeah. empty, I yeah. put it in this cylindrical thing in my kitchen yeah well and, right and i don't understand why i do it and then all of a sudden it's not it's all gone and then, and then he came along and then and showed said, you oh, well, that's all waste it's me throwing stuff away yeah i like that he so. just goes to seemingly mcdonald's a lot seems to yeah he does yes about, he does. i mean you think about that i mean i don't care about his point at all obviously um <laughs> so you know i can mock it as much as i want but I, it is interesting to look at that and say that's how much food you put in your body over that period of time like, there's a lot. He ate a lot. And what is the period of time that Doesn't we're looking look at Doesn't look like much here? to me. Oh, a month. That's a month worth? I would have thought it would be more than that, actually. I, I would think <laughs> a lot a, more than that. Totally ruining his point. <laughs> oh, wow, we're doing much better than I, I mean, come on. I, I start throwing more stuff out. Right. Mm-hmm. The, uh, he's stuffing the packaging, cups and pots, into see-through bags, as you saw. Uh, and then he straps it to his body about seven hours a day and walks around with it. I mean, what kind of madness? What 100 kind of pounds of trash in really? 30 days of trash. That's not bad. Do you think? <laughs> That's not that bad. That is not bad in a month? 100 pounds of trash in a month? Big deal. I actually would have thought it was more. And do you think when he dies and he goes to heaven, the Lord is going to say, hey, nice job walking around with 100 pounds of trash strapped to your back for seven hours a day. That was a good use of your time. Glad you didn't help kids instead. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I guess, there, you know, there are good things that you can do, but sometimes there's better things. 
And maybe that's not the better thing. He is kind of adorable, though. Aww. Isn't that nice? That's nice. That's, that's nice. nice. You made me that's feel nice. all warm inside. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, these things are pretty dumb, I will say. Yeah, uh, that's pretty, stupid. pretty stupid. That is pretty just stupid. but stupid. Um, 80% of U.S. products are used once and then thrown away, which we should really get up to 100. I mean, again, he's, he is pointing out some good things. <laughs> it is really ridiculous to reuse things. It's gross. Okay. <coughs> always yeah, think about this, this every day way. when you wake up. Think to yourself, how can I throw away a higher percentage? Right, of what because I again, to? I'm saying that's not that much. That's not that much. No, yeah, I get it. I mean, what about the 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 places that run, you know, like town dumps? You know, yeah, they have to employ what about people. Them? You know, it's good. Right. I bet you, uh, I bet you, uh, you can pick out some ladies. Walking around with some trash hanging off of you like that in New York. Oh, and they'll be impressed. Oh. Hey, are you walking around with 100 pounds of trash oh. strapped to your back? Yeah, I you have to remember. You are hot. Uh, oh. And this is, I mean, there was a, an academic study recently that, that covered this. 93% of male environmentalists are just there for the chicks. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, he's obviously one of them. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I will say his legs probably get... Stronger from walking around with a hundred pounds of trash, which is interesting because that means he would need to consume more calories to, uh, yeah. to fuel mm-hmm. his body, which mm-hmm. actually would be working against the environment. Huh. So, That's a good point. It's almost as if you don't care about his point that he's trying to. Make no, I thing. actually really just don't. I, I don't like environmentalists very much. <laughs> Not a fan. This is a whole thing about putting uh, the environment above humanity. Yeah, um, stupid. I just really just take. I have a, I have a it's irritating. For it. I, I all it's irritating. I hate it almost as much as I hate creepy clowns. Um, you don't like creepy clowns? Yeah. Are you into this clown story at all? Uh, not at all. I haven't uh, really followed it. I, I, I we have a guy. Come, I, I'm we're trying to book for next week. Um, who is has gone over the creepy clown thing from the beginning, mm-hmm. and the long story short, it may not be all that it's cracked up to be. And I think it's kind of an interesting story. We'll get to that next week. But uh, here is the, uh, I mean, I guess the World Clown Association. Yeah, they're pissed. They're pissed because people are yeah. not taking, so the storyline, if you don't know it at all, to bring you up to speed, there's been all these sightings of creepy clowns that are just like lurking around. Many of them are hoaxes. Many of them are nothing. A couple of them may have been related to something actually serious. But what it seems like now is because it's become a thing, like teenagers mm-hmm. who are trying to be funny are dressing up as clowns and just like standing creepily in like, you know, playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Do, not doing anything, not molesting children or anything, but just freaking people out. So mm-hmm. then they call the cops, the people run away, and we have no idea if it's even a real clown sighting right. or not. Um, and so it's, it, we don't know if it's anything real. It probably isn't. It's it not actually me. illegal to dress as a clown. No, right. and that's the playground. thing. It's not illegal so, at all. I, yeah. There's no you can do that, and you can actually look kind of creepy. I mean, Jeffrey, you know this. It's not illegal. The to damn look well is not. <laughs> I mean, right now you'd be arrested. Right. Like so I'm you, not in my clown outfit right now. But no, but right now you'd be arrested. You spent a couple of hours around an elementary school. You're not going to get arrested. Well, for you, you might be arrested. Yeah, he might be. I mean, even if they. Well, they, you know, they always try to question everyone. No, they don't. No, I just, I'm able to just go wherever I need to go without being questioned. It's weird. Um, but uh, the idea is, I think the way this ends is, I'm a teenager. I'm funny. Here's my fake knife. You get shot with a real bullet. Absolutely. Someone's going to get mm-hmm. shot thinking it's funny to be a fake Especially clown. here in Texas. Yeah. Especially here in Texas. Right? There was a report about this in, in, in the area where we kind yeah. of all live um, the other day, and uh, my wife's very freaked out about it. Really? Very freaked out. There was a clown in our area? Oh. I didn't even know I, about I doubt that. it. 
I doubt it too. Right? I, but it was posted on Facebook or something. Oh. So she was all freaked out about it, uh, about the clown thing. And, you know, at some, like, if the clown comes to my house, Mm-hmm. And my wife is inside. Mm-hmm. She's going to take our shotgun and blow its head Absolutely. off. Absolutely. That's the first thing Amber said. Was, I, I mean, I'll just shoot him. Right. I don't even want to see him. Exa- and, and if I'm in the car with the kids, I'll just beat him with this baseball bat. I, I'm not, I'm, that's it. No question. The clown is. Uh, and I'm serious. Somebody, someone's going to. Because obviously the way these things work is they slowly escalate people. Yeah. It's no longer going to be cool in two weeks to be standing in the mall parking lot as a creepy clown. Then you're going to be close to someone's house, and then you're going to be petting someone's dog in the front yard. It's, it's going to get creepier and creepier. What it kind of relates to me in a way is that, is remember the, the, the flash mob craze from a few years ago? Yeah. Where, like, everyone right. would join, and they'd dance like crazy, and it would be, it would be silly, and then everyone's break up, and it would be like, oh, what, what just happened? That was really strange. And it sort of slowly escalated, and then it got to the point where, like, there was vandalism happening, and it got a little bit too aggressive, and then it eventually went away. That one didn't end in a shooting that I know of, but when you're talking creepy clowns, that's a totally different story than a flash mob. Yeah, because people, I mean, people have their, their, their area, their safe zone of, I'm safe space. Invaded. A lot of them are legitimately clowns. freaked out by clowns yeah. too. So I mean, it actually is activating something that is uh, not. And, and the real clown people are pissed. Oh yeah, they're giving clowns a bad name. Right. So these people who would like spend their whole lives entertaining and educating children uh, now are getting screwed over by the clowns. Watch. There's yeah, it's scary. Be careful. You might <laughs> be, be careful scared. There, clowns. <laughs> Here's the clip. Clowns' lives matter. It seems like a lot of people have been asking, "What do you think about these scary clowns?" There was a report in the United States of in one community where somebody dressed up as a scary clown is inviting kids to go into the woods. Well, we try not to focus on the negatives, but just provide a positive image of clowning. Nonetheless, (laughs) uh, here are some of my thoughts on that. First of all, I try to always share with people, first of all, anybody doing that is not a clown. If somebody <laughs> dresses like a doctor and this isn't a plays, doctor is a smock and is wearing a stethoscope and is in a haunted house mm-hmm. and comes at you with a chainsaw, he is not really a doctor. It's a person impersonating a doctor <laughs> for this horror venue. It's really... Dude, let not your heart be troubled. Hey. It's okay. It's okay. Why? I mean, he's concerned. So he's about up. to cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is not. That is not a clown. Well, clowning is if, important to, if to somebody, a lot of clowns. Somebody dresses up as a president and starts mowing people down. That that's not a president. <laughs> and so the same thing. If if a creepy clown is looking creepy and doing creepy things, that's not a clown. So if I were to dress up with a brown belt... This is not a clown! If I were to dress up with, with a brown belt... That's right. a clown. Okay. No, the guy no. who dresses... No. That's a clown. <laughs> I think what the guy was saying is, that's a clown. All right, more patents, too. Uh, on the way. <sighs> Thank you for that, Jeffy. I'm glad you, you kind of brought it back in. Thank that was you. nice. I'm here for you, even though you... Yeah, that was good. seem to <laughs> want me. Right back oh, yeah, we don't like you. That's not changing. No, um, no, no. We, we, but let not your heart be troubled about it. Here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. All right. All right, so there. let's uh, talk a little bit about Hurricane Matthew. 
right. Uh, already uh, crossed over Haiti. We're looks at, like it's uh, I over mean, 100 dead. Yeah. Ooh, it's already, ooh, really? already doing damage. I saw a video, oh, uh, man. overhead video, um, helicopter type of stuff, or drone, one of the two. Um, that looked down at a place in Haiti. I mean, the whole, oh, the whole no. town. And, really? and it was, I mean, when it uh, crossed over Haiti, it was <sighs> not as strong as it's built up to be now. I mean, it's, it's scary, at 140 man. now. It's back up to a Category really 4. Scary. When it crossed over some, some of that, it was dropping down into 3 levels. Now, contrary to what the weather person said on the Weather Channel, uh, Jen Delgado, she said that Hurricanes are worse in, in Haiti because of the deforestation, and there's deforestation because hungry kids have eaten the trees. I wasn't going to mention that. That is not true. Okay, so it's not true. Hungry kids did not eat the trees. <laughs> Wait, so, hungry kids ate the trees? Ate the trees. Do we, I mean, do we have video and audio evidence of this? Of them eating trees? Uh, or Both, actually. Well, but, I mean, I would like to have... We have evidence of her saying it? Right, that the trees are are boiled or something, and then the hungry kids eat them. Uh, <laughs> crazy stuff. Uh, it's not happening, but uh, are you? I mean, is that, uh, not you know that for sure. I do know that for sure. Yes, I do know. You're that. willing to put your many, foot down as a fact. Many parts I remember from my Yule Gibbons factoids. <laughs> Ever eat a pine tree? Many parts are edible, uh, but they are not eating the trees in uh, in Haiti. So I don't think there are pine trees in Haiti. So maybe that's the issue. That's the, probably the big issue. Yeah. Anyway, so a hundred people have lost their Over lives in Haiti. That's yeah, going to be way worse than that, right? Really bad. That's that initial keep, the, count. The toll keeps climbing, and people no are question. just—I mean—they're showing on on. Well, it's getting scary right now because uh, Matthew. People are streaming out of out of the cities yeah, and heading out. It's getting out. scary now. Look at this. I mean, it's coming up. It's almost. Uh, uh, if it a wobble either way, I want to make sure I don't have my thing. A wobble either way. Means a big difference along this entire east coast. You go all the way up, this entire, all the way up into past Georgia, the Carolinas. That's all hurricane watch. So what does that mean? So a wobble going a wobble, toward a wobble east, a wobble east, good or bad? Good. A wobble, good. A wobble east, east, is, east good. is good. A gobble, a wobble west. Ooh. A gobble, a gobble, man. Either way is good. I mean, I was just thinking of things. Is it possible for you to just eat the hurricane? Would that? <laughs> I would like to. I was just, I was looking at that, and it made me think of a turkey for some reason. So, okay, so a wobble toward toward land would be bad, very bad. Because I remember um, when uh, Katrina was happening, they were saying that there's a specific. I think it's like the upper left hand corner, or the even this, the north uh, western corner. Uh, which is where the most vicious winds can happen because it's like pushing yeah. water, kind of you know, it's like the most dangerous part right. is pushing yes. water onto the land and, and, yeah. and all that. Is it's that the accurate? dirty side of the hurricane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you start. I mean, right now you're pushing, you're pushing all this water up, storm surging it up, uh-huh. and it comes back around. And when this, then you're you're bashing. So when you're back out here east, uh-huh. you're missing the coast. You're okay. You're getting a little bit. You're getting that storm surge. But if it starts battering the coast all along. The storm surge. Nothing about weather. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Of course, if it's in the middle of the ocean, it's not going to do anything. Well, if you look at some of the spaghetti models, no. It's, it may even I'm circle back. This is spaghetti. He said spaghetti. I want to eat spaghetti. Where's the spaghetti? I just want to eat spaghetti. Um, yeah, no, this is pretty bad. I have a friend it's, in Florida who really lives on bad. the coast there. My mom lives uh, in Georgia, right on the coast. Uh, no. it's, it's, oh, really? Yeah. Yes. She is lives. she evacuating? Uh, yes. She should. Yeah, she should. She is. Uh, she actually, I believe they have mandatory evacuation orders. Yeah, they all, I will say. Your islands are already gone. They a need to be four gone. and a five, you want to flee. 
a you know two sometimes you yeah. ride out yes a one you can ride especially out. if your house is I mean if you have the three is iffy if you have the storm windows and you've got everything boarded yeah. up and you're you good can, to go you, you can, can ride, ride it out. out sure a four and five I would not do and especially with a storm surge of ten plus feet yeah, which bad. they're saying and, in some parts and what happens a lot of times in the hurricane you think it's past you. Because it comes coming back around, it's pushing that water back in. It just gradually yeah. comes back up. You think, oh, I'm okay, and then the flooding starts again. So you're, the water comes back. That's back, what back Tropical up. Storm Allison did in Houston when I first got there. It it came, it hit, it Everybody went back it around. Fine. It hit again. Yeah. It, it went back around. It hit again. So it hit three times, and that's why it flooded so badly. It was just uh, I forget like what non-stop. hurricane it was. Uh, where a lady, we, I talked to a lady that wrote it out, and she said by the end. She was on top of her washer praying and wishing she had, you know, never, she'll never ride another one out. Yeah, yeah that's the, the, that really yeah. is the issue because, I mean, it's a flooding, right? I mean, my mom lives on an island on the coast. So it's like if that, in that area, I mean, they are mandatory evacuation. Not necessarily, I mean, the winds are going to be horrible, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's not even that as much as it's the storm surge. And storm the guy that we used to work with uh, in Tampa forever, uh, you know, his, his deal was, you know, he went through Andrew. When Andrew cut across, and I mean they were his family, and they were, they were in the tub with a mattress on top of them, uh, and everything else was gone. What do you want to bet? Be alive. What do you want to bet? The douchebags who are shopping climate change nonsense there will you. start blaming already. Already have. We haven't had a hurricane in of years. any kind since '08. And a oh. major hurricane since 05. Yeah, I was going to say Florida's 05. Wilma. Yeah. 11 years! And for them to start in on this being a result of climate change? They already are. I mean, that's embarrassing. Embarrassing. They, they already that. are for real? Yes. What are they saying about this? They're saying that this is a preview of what's to come yeah, with, 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 oh with climates. Oh my gosh! With, uh, with warmer climate and oh, more powerful un- storms. And this unbelievable. is more frequent and more powerful is what they always say. You've now, got to be kidding me. A lot of them have given up on more frequent. But they still will say more powerful. Yeah, and then this, uh, uh, yes, wow. they have because they've had to. Yeah. But now wow. we've had some storms. You know, we had the one not long ago that I think when it made landfall, it was a tropical storm, right? Mm-hmm. So it still wasn't a hurricane. But now they're starting well, to talk about more frequent. Like yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there was one just a month or so ago that came ashore. That uh, oh, brother. Up, that's I, what they're. That's where I they're can't at. Take it. I just can't take the madness. I, I don't. I don't know how anybody does. All right. What well, else you got? Well, we were talking yesterday about some of the phrases that you shouldn't use and and not use. Well, a lot of universities, including the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, announced a new campus-wide policy that allows students to select their own designated personal pronoun informing the campus community that they're expected to adhere to those preferences. Whatever you choose, that's it. So, uh, Yeah, you can do his, her, or sis, or something, right? Yes. Or G, or I don't know, whatever, well, however uh, you Grant, pronounce X, I. Right. Uh, Grant Strobel uh, is part of the conservative students at the University of Michigan. Yeah, this is uh, The Young funny. Americans of Freedom Board of Governors. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is now His Majesty. Uh, that's his pronoun. It's a personal <laughs> pronoun. He expects everyone to call him His Majesty and expects it to be done. Good. I kind of like Make it that. annoying. I know. Yeah. Make it really, yeah. really annoying. Make it just asinine. And he did. And, and he that's, did. That's, that's good. That's good great. Yeah. There's also, uh, you know, since we're talking about, I mean, food, mm-hmm. turkey, spaghetti, mm-hmm. um, we were talking now about Chick-fil-A and how good they are. Yeah. Well, there's some things now that uh, Chick-fil-A is dominating fast food. 
And in uh, 2015, they were averaging $3.9 million per store. All right. And KFC KFC sold about a million. Four million, what, per year? Yeah. Per store. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the Jason's Deli ranked 2.7 million. These are per franchises. And they're just wondering why that makes such a, you know, what makes Chick fil A such a success. And they went through and checked everything. Obviously, we know that, uh, you know, it was the drive through. They, they get 95% accuracy and the order, the quick drive through. Okay. Which I found is uh, the average wait time of Chick fil A drive through. I love the four minutes and 16 seconds. Now, that's about 31 seconds longer than the average drive through wait time. But people are more willing to wait that extra 30 seconds because it's at more accurate. Which makes Chick Fil A better. I've found Chick Fil A to be a lot faster than I most found that because as well. they have double lanes at some of their yeah. double lanes and the and at lunch and I they mean, go really fast at uh, at drive time mm-hmm. areas. I mean, I've never gone through them at this particular time, but I mean, I see it when I drive by them. What do you mean? Somebody's never... standing. Well, I mean, I haven't actually gone through them. You've when... never gone through a Chick Fil A no. drive through, but someone will be out there with their <laughs> tablet taking orders from the huh. drive through lane. And yeah, you've seen that, in, that from the road really as you good. drive by. Yeah, I've wow. seen that. Yeah. Good eyesight. Never in. No, I'm good eyesight. Hmm. Uh, I, have they looked into the food? Maybe the food is delicious. <laughs> have they looked into that? Also, the policies of the store where yes, the not, they're actually they're not the polite. They're not open on Sunday. They're nice to their people. They're conservative owners. They're a, a, a business people want to support. Have they looked into that? No. No, apparently not. No, you can't. I mean, a business would close if you closed up on Sunday. You might as well shut the door. <laughs> right. There's no way to survive, right? Because everybody's open on Sunday, so you got to open on Sunday to, to, to survive. Oh, speaking of that, everybody open on Sunday, and you have to be open to survive. I, I don't have the story up, so I can't tell you when the exact date they decided, but Mall of America, mm-hmm. uh, oh, the God, largest mall. I saw this. They're closing on Thanksgiving, though. Uh, I know they're saying they're closed what? on Thanksgiving. Go be with your family. The mall is going Are to be they? closed. Oh, my wife will love that story. I hate yep. these stories. I knew you would. Because, I can't believe these people made yeah. their employees work on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, they're, <laughs> they don't make them work. They don't. The employees don't have to work there. No, they can go they work in other places. There. In fact, I would say 85%. Of businesses are closed on Thanksgiving. Yeah. If you don't want to work on Thanksgiving, you don't work at the fifteen percent of stores that are open on Thanksgiving. Right. You know what? Wow. We're what we're closed. Yeah. I mean, something airs. I don't know what. I don't care. Yeah. Because we're not here on Thanksgiving, and we chose well, to somebody. Work here. But interestingly so, enough, if um, it be if if Thanksgiving <laughs> became the most important day of the year, like for example, they scheduled an election on Thanksgiving, or there was a massive terrorist attack, yes. guess in. what we'd be doing? We'd, we'd be, be here. Yes. Like, for example, right. the day that retail turns its entire year around and makes it a profitable business that's willing to be able to employ anyone, uh, then, I don't know, maybe they should be open those days. Yes, <laughs> and you would think so, wouldn't you? I mean, I have no problem with it, with it, with them doing this. I hate <laughs> the praise for them doing it. And we all made the choices of that way, too. I, I, mean, I think it's I, a cool I, thing. I, Thanksgiving I mean, I'm and glad. Christmas, Thanksgiving they... and Christmas and all the holidays forever in this business. I mean, yeah. somebody has to work. But you make the decision, hopefully, uh, I don't know, down the road, you either... You're not going to have to work those days, or you do find someplace else to work. Well, that's what always makes me laugh. Like, no one has any problem, uh, you know, turning on the lights that day. But yet there's people working at the electricity company running (laughs) all the power generation. No one has a problem turning on the TV, but there's people at the TV station running all the shows you're watching. Loving that NFL game. It's just you can't go shop. You can't go shop. Which, by the way, (laughs) I, I find interesting as well is in that, like, that was, like, something that, 
was a family event, particularly for my grandmother. And my oh, aunt. on Fridays. They, they would go together. Yes. It was a big yes. deal. It was a bonding experience. Yes, they it loved it. You know, it was something that was actually good family time. Yeah. It wasn't just like this. It was just, it's just, I feel like it's just I once thought it might be fun to go out and shop on yeah, the, those not. days. It's and, not, but well, I quickly it's, learned a lesson that it isn't. It's not. It's not. But it used fun. to be, right? I mean, it's my, my mom, my mom uh, in, in Stu's defense, I mean, I remember my mother and my grandma and grandpa and my aunt and my cousins, they all wanted to go out and have fun and make it a day and do the shopping. And they're all, they come home beat and tired and everybody's done the same thing. And they've got all this shopping done. No, thank you. Yeah. We gotta go because we got spoons coming out. Oh, oh God! Oh really man, what am crap. I doing? Break, 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 oh, break! We have food, 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 go! Shut off the beam! Go! Stop it! Stop it! Get off us! Get off us! No, no, no! Shut the beam! Spoons. Okay, hey. uh, we're very short on time. Here. Really short. Dang um, it! So we have two kinds of M and M's to try. They're Halloween flavors. We have s'mores, crispy M and M's, and not butterscotch, but butterscotch. So we don't know what flavor they are because it just says boo. Yeah. So we don't know. So we'll start off with uh, so the, uh, with the s'mores M and M's. S'mores M and M's. Are you getting any marshmallow flavor out of that? Minimal. Minimal, but I mean, pretty mm. good. I mean, okay. All but right. it's more crispy M&M than yeah. anything else. And a yeah. little taste of marshmallow in there. It reminds me a little of a great candy that used to be on the market called Smorsels. Mm. Oh, God, those things yes. are freaking good. Uh, this, the butterscotch. The butterscotch ones are really good. They are. What's butterscotch? I like them. The butterscotch? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying butterscotch. Oh. Oh, yeah. You and they're what? very, very strong butterscotch flavor. Man, you know what they need. On the recommendation scale, highly recommend yeah, I'm, I, kind would of say, recommend. I, I would definitely get both of these for your house, yes. What are yes. you going to say, Jeff? What, what are you going to say? man. I need some milk with it. <laughs> I hate you. I can't. I hate you. He so got much. it out.